Honey, I'm just kind of going to get started a little bit, minute early maybe here. I uh, just want to make sure everybody's online with us and you can see us good. Uh, glad to be coming to you today and welcome everybody that's on there already and whoever else will tune in uh, here in a little bit, hopefully. Please let us know if you're on there, hit like and uh, it'll give us a, sim a symbol that'll come up on the screen, let me know that you're on there. And uh, e either way, we are recording this. It will be uploaded to our Facebook page today. Also, we'll put it on our YouTube channel that we put up. It's uh, Google, YouTube, or put YouTube in, and then put, hit search, and then put House of Prayer CB, and it'll pull up our YouTube channel. Right now, we only got one video on there. It's called Body, Soul, and Spirit. And I'll be announcing this more here as we go in the program today. But it's called Body, Soul, and Spirit. And what I want to do is encourage people. Uh, I see Melissa's on there, and I see, uh, I can't see Sunita. Help me out, Melissa. Who? Selena? Selena, I see you're on there. Hi, good to see you. Uh, this is different, you know, talking to a screen. But uh, just knowing you're out there, it helps. And uh, that I'm not just talking to myself. And I'll get more used to this and more comfortable as I go. I've been making videos I hope you guys have been going on our Facebook page and uh, be, you know, be staying informed and watch those messages. I believe you'll get something for your soul. And uh, but anyway, back to that video that's out there on YouTube right now. It's called Body, Soul, and Spirit. It's a little uh, uh, video that I'm going to continually make on uh, diet and exercise and your spiritual health, and that it's it goes together, body, soul, and spirit. And I think of that verse in John that says, I, would, I, wish, I wish above all things, beloved, that you would prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospers. That you would prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospers. God cares about your whole being, your body, soul, and spirit. And, and most time when we're attacked, we're intact in all three areas, body, soul, and spirit. Uh, I don't know if John and Kathy Nordmeyer are out there today listening. Uh, hopefully they'll hear this on the recording if they're not listening live. I know you're going through something right now, as well as other people, and you're being attacked, body, soul, and spirit. But God is able to minister to all those areas of your life. And uh, so I want to encourage you and uh, today, and I want to come to you with uh, the word of the Lord today. I believe I have a word from God, and as long as I preach this... I know I have a word from God. Uh, I don't have a special dream. An angel didn't come to me last night, though I believe in angels and I have dreams, but I don't have them all the time. And if you was going to wait for an angel or a dream, you wouldn't be getting much. There's a lot of angels and dreams right here that I know for sure these came from God. And, and this is a sure word of prophecy. And you're going to hear something today that I believe is going to challenge you. So if you don't have your Bible, get your Bible out. And this is church. No chewing gum and no talking. Now, what are you doing there right now while you're watching this? Uh, turn your TV off. Don't try to watch that while you're watching this. You're going to get something if you pay attention. And I'm having a little fun with you. You're at home or wherever you're listening to this. You enjoy yourself however you want to. But uh, just have a little fun with you. But in seriousness, though, I believe if you'll pay attention and follow along, I really believe you'll get some understanding you know, and the Bible said that uh, knowledge will be the stability of your times. Uh, the reason I believe I'm not falling apart in this time of oppression we're under, and I feel the oppression. I'm using that word because that's what it is. It's oppression. 
Uh, I'm not falling apart by the grace of God, but also because the Word of God says He'll keep me in these times, that knowledge will be my stability. When I don't have a church to shout with today, and I don't have a praise team, and the music isn't going, and everybody's feeling it, uh, what's keeping us today? Knowledge of God's Word. Uh, I also want to make a quick announcement. Hopefully others are listening. Who else is tuned in now? Terry's on there. Good to see you, Terry. And uh, somebody else is on there. I can't see it from where I'm sitting very good. Raven and who? Angie. Hi, Angie. Hopefully Bob's with you. I believe he is. And uh, God bless you guys. And whoever else is, who Rochelle's on there and George, God bless you guys. And uh, hopefully others will be tuning in with us. And uh, pass the word around that we are online today. And if they miss this, go to our Facebook page. It's a public page. You do not have to have Facebook to view it. Uh, to view this live stream, you that know how to do it, encourage others how to do it. And uh, please click the like button on these videos and uh, let us know if you liked them. If, and then put a comment on there. And uh, did you get anything out of it? And, uh, and so we love you. We miss you. Uh, I plan on going forward this week, starting Tuesday night. I'm opening up the church for prayer. Wednesday night, I'm having Bible study. And next Sunday, unless I'm in jail uh, or they barred my church, I'm going to open the doors next Sunday at 1030. Uh, you know, let come what may. And uh, I, I say, you know, I can only hide so long. And I feel like Daniel, when they told him, you can't pray for 30 days, that was the order of the king. You know, we're not encouraged by the Bible to defy authority. Matter of fact, we're encouraged to obey authority. You say, well, Pastor, you just said you're going to do the opposite of what the authority is saying. Well, when it comes to prayer and it comes to worshiping God, that's where I draw the line. And, uh, yeah, and I know there's this uh, health scare that's going around. And uh, it doesn't even come close to how many people are killed by the flu, drunk drivers, and drug overdoses, and, you know, and all the other things that kill people. Uh, too many Twinkies and donuts and uh, Subways and Whoppers. Why don't they, you know, close down Burger King and McDonald's and uh, all those places. And Hy-Vee's open for business, and their parking lot's jam-packed. And old people have to eat. Yes, they do. Body, soul, and spirit. This is an attack on our freedom. Whether they mean it that way or not, that is exactly what it is. It's designed to try to cripple the church, cripple the economy, cripple the government, and put fear on all of us. And, oh, what's going to happen if you get together? Well, nothing more than what happened to me when I went to the grocery store ten times in the last two weeks. And, uh, you know, they let me in there and walk all over the place. And everybody goes in there and goes to the pharmacy at Walmart. And, you know, where all the sick people show up to get their medication. You know, and they let old people in there, too. So, you know, I just kind of feel like, you know, I, I'm coming out of my, my uh, bunker. And uh, so today, as you can see, I'm recording here in my office. I've got the world map behind me. You know, we've got to remember Jesus' words. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. So here I am today on the uh, Facebook Live. We're also going to put this on YouTube. We're believing God that these videos, messages will go wherever God wants them to go. And you play a part in that. You say, I wish I could do something to help the ministry and win souls for Jesus and encourage God's believers and see the sheep fed and all the things that Jesus told us to do. You can. Spread these messages around. You know, send them places. Uh, tell people about it. Share these videos. And we have an email also account that's attached to our, our church. 
If you'd like to email us, I think I've got it wrote on the wall up here so I can remember it. House of Prayer CB at gmail.com. That's House of Prayer CB for Council Bluff, CB at gmail.com. Also, we have our church phone number. Don't know as we've uploaded it on our page yet, so we'll be putting that in there. But it's 712 area code 256-9677. That's 712 area code 256-9677. That's our church phone, office phone. So if you call, uh, leave a message. If we don't get it right away, we'll try to get back to you as soon as we can. But send us an email. Uh, you know, Leave a comment on our Facebook page. And uh, we're trying to figure out ways to be more productive in the ministry. And you know, I just want to thank today coronavirus for helping me and motivating me to do this. And, you know, it took this, uh, what the devil meant for evil, I believe God meant it for good. And uh, so instead of shutting us down, we're going to expand. And uh, so I encourage you, church, you know, the enemy would like us to drop off and just be quiet and go away and stop what you're doing. No, not till Jesus tells us to, or he comes first. He said, work till I and blessed is that servant whom I find working when I come. So here we are. We're working today. I'm proud of you. I'm, I thank God for you. You that are faithful to pray, faithful to support the church, uh, thank you. We appreciate your faithfulness. Couldn't do it without you. And uh, so we depend on you. We believe God has raised you up to support this ministry. And you know who you are. And, uh, and so God bless you and uh, appreciate you. I'm glad you're watching right now and you're listening. We're going to get into the message here in just a second. Just want to make sure I'm not forgetting anything. I mentioned our YouTube channel. Uh, some of you already tuned in a little after I said it. I apologize, but it's, uh, if you go to YouTube and just hit the search, punch in House of Prayer CB, it'll pull up our YouTube channel. We're going to be putting all the videos that are on our Facebook will be on there, uh, as well as new ones going forward. I'm going to do little short snippets in the future on Facebook and then put the entirety message on YouTube. And the people can go on there and watch our videos like that if they'd like. Uh, some people prefer YouTube over the Facebook, but we're going to have it out there in multiple places where you can hear the messages. Uh, going forward, when we have our services, we'll be recording our Bible studies and our Sunday morning service for now on. And that will be put on our Facebook and put on our YouTube. And uh, so, you know, I just want to encourage you, church, uh, be praying. You know, a lot of people are going through things right now, hard things. Some are really sick. Uh, Evie, who goes to our church, is in the hospital right now. And uh, she's been diagnosed with this COVID-19. And uh, one week it's coronavirus, and one week it's the Wuhan virus, and one week it's COVID-19. And then there's five different strains of it. And it uh, sounds like the flu to me. And uh, same thing, that HN1 and swine flu and bird flu and Ebola and uh, SARS. And I mean, it's just all times, part of the end times that we're living in. The title of this message today that I'm going to be bringing you is part three of This Is From Me. You know, you want to make people mad. Tell them God did this. Tell them that God is in charge of this uh, virus. Uh, debacle. And right away, boy, they'll get madder and a hatter. Don't you dare put this on God. And uh, how dare you? Well, I hope you'll listen to this message today that I've got from the Word of God. And, uh, and then, you know, make your decision based on that. Not on what you think or feel. Let's go with what the Word of God says. 
And I believe as we go forward in these end times, you're going to see a lot of things that are going to shake people in their faith. And, you know, and either your faith is based in the truth of the Word of God, or it's based on something you heard from somebody. You know, I hear a lot of preachers saying things that are not biblical. And when I hear it, I'm like, oh, I wish I was there to, you know, help people that are hearing that to say, oh, no, go look at the Word of God. That guy just misled you or that girl just misled you there. Uh, that preacher, that teacher, that sounded really good. And, you know, I like what they said. That, 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 that really felt good right there. Scratch that itchy ear right there. Uh, you better go to the Word of God for what you believe. Build your house on the solid rock, Christ Jesus, the Word of God. A lot of Christians are guilty of not being in their Bibles. And are you one of them? I could be one of them. I have to abide in my Bible. Uh, I ate today, I ate yesterday, and I'm planning to eat tomorrow. If I don't, my strength goes down. You need food to keep your strength up. You need your spiritual food to keep your strength up. Physical is a type of the spiritual. There's a spiritual immunity. There's a physical immunity. They say your immune system, if you keep it built up, take extra vitamin C. Number one thing they're prescribing to people in China that got the Wuhan Chinese COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, uh, they told them take more vitamin C. It helps boost your immune system. Spiritually, more Bible, more Word of God builds up your faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. But it doesn't exempt us from tragedies and trials and tribulations. Somebody else just hit a like or tuned in. Who else is on there? Melissa's supposed to be paying attention. I caught her playing on her iPad over there. She's over here off to the side. You're not here to see it, but she's right over here. And she's supposed to be paying attention who's on there. Drake and Vari. Drake and Vari. Who else? His and his wife, Virginia. God bless you guys. I miss all of you. Can't wait to see you again. It's going to be like a family reunion. And uh, I love you guys. And I appreciate you. But besides all that, I'm a preacher. And I've got to preach the Word of God. I don't preach this at nobody personally. What I'm preaching to you right now, this is what the Holy Spirit's preached to me through the Word of God. I only take to you what God's brought to me or what I have found in His Word. And I prayed about what's going on. And uh, you know, it's not a small deal that we're all going through here. And the whole wide world is being affected by this. And, and we in America right now are, are under the whole pressure of this. And, and what they're telling us, you know, it, there's long projections of how long this is going to last. Uh, then there's others that, you know, President Trump, God bless him for his positiveness. He'd like this to be over by Easter so the churches could celebrate Easter. Well, we're going to celebrate it this Tuesday night prayer meeting, Wednesday night Bible study, and this coming Sunday. And uh, we're going to celebrate Palm Sunday. And uh, we're going to believe God to keep us protect us, and, uh, and I'm believing God that you don't have to have this coronavirus. And, uh, but you know what? There are practical and spiritual things, and I want to make this real clear. Daniel defied the king's order that was given for 30 days. No one prays or calls on no God but the king. And Daniel could not call on the king, could not pray to the king, not be a true God worshiper. You can't worship nobody else. You can't pray to nobody else. And the Bible said Daniel prayed as it was his custom. He kept on praying. Somebody else just tuned in. I'll tell Melissa, and then she can tell me. They're just commenting. Oh, they're commenting. Oh, you're just commenting. I apologize. The screen is away from me, and I see something, but I can't read it. 
I apologize about that. So Melissa has to read it for me. But anyway, Daniel went ahead and prayed, and they turned him in. He got thrown in the lion's den, the Bible says, with hungry lions. And most, most time, you'd just be ate alive, and that's what would happen. But the Bible says that God sent his angel to shut the mouths of the lions, and Daniel was spared. Next day, the king came out and said, Oh, Daniel, your God was able. He delivered you. And uh, the king brought Daniel out of the lion's den. Everything turned out beautiful and peachy, peachy. Okay, but then you go to the New Testament. We got John the Baptist who told that king in his day that you ain't right because you live with your brother's wife. He stole his own brother's wife and married her. And one day the Bible says that the king uh, was being enticed by uh, his new wife's daughter. You know, he liked her too. He had the hots for her too. He had a woman problem. And she danced for him and he said, I'll give you anything you want. You ask anything you want. And she asked her mom, what should I ask for? And she said, ask for John the Baptist's head. Because John the Baptist was a prophet that told that king, you're in sin, you're wrong for living with your brother's wife. And the Bible said it angered her really bad, Herodias. And, and the king was Herod and his wife was Herodias. It's just Herod this and Herod that. And so anyway, the daughter danced for him and he said, have what you want. She said, I want John the Baptist's head. And the Bible says, they sent for John and beheaded him and brought in his head on a charger plate. You know, God delivered Daniel. John the Baptist, he did not deliver him from death. God does and God doesn't. Watch out for people that try to make a doctrine out of one story in the Bible. I think we need to balance it. Either we're Daniel or we're John the Baptist. Either way, we're the servants of God, whether I live or whether I die. Paul said, if I live, I live unto Christ. If I die, it's, I got heaven to gain. So I don't lose. I don't have a death wish. John wasn't looking to get beheaded when he told that king you're wrong for living with your brother's wife. He was doing what he was supposed to do. And sometimes we suffer for doing what we're supposed to do. Uh, we pray for God's mercy. And I, I have no desire to be pros uh, prosecuted or persecuted uh, in, or killed or whatever for my faith. But I teach and preach the word of God. And I say with the Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they also were in captivity at the same time Daniel was. When that king said, either you bow to this image or we're throwing you in the fiery furnace. The Bible said they told the king, on this matter, we're not careful how we answer you. We'll tell you right now, we don't have to think about it. We don't have to go home and sleep on it. We don't have to pray about it. No, we are not bowing to you. We're not bowing to your image. We can only bow to God. Made the king so mad, he threw him in the fiery furnace. Turned it up seven times hotter, the Bible says. Awesome Bible story. The Bible said Jesus delivered them from that fiery furnace. But I like what they said. Our God is able, but even if he doesn't, we won't bow. My attitude, your attitude as a Bible-believing, born-again, spirit-filled child of God is, I know God is able at any time to send his angel. Jesus said when they took him captive that night in the garden to crucify him, he told Peter, put away your sword, Peter. My God is able. If I called on him right now, the angels would come. 10,000 of them show up right now and deliver me from these little peons that are trying to take me captive. Uh, God is able. If it be his will, he will. And so we accept God and that he's sovereign. And that takes a lot of the stress off of you. And, you know, oh, if you just had enough faith. Hey, you got enough faith to be saved. you got enough faith to be delivered for a miracle. Come on. If you ain't got enough faith for a little miracle, 
How'd you have enough faith to get saved? Oh, if you just had faith as a grain of money, you got that much faith. Come on. So a lot of times we doubt ourselves and, oh, I must not have enough faith. And that's why, you know, God didn't deliver me. John the Baptist didn't have enough faith. That's why he got beheaded. No, that was part of God's plan. Even John said before he died, he said, I must decrease that he might increase. I got to get out of the way. And, you know, the Lord had a purpose for John the Baptist and he fulfilled his purpose. He didn't die prematurely. He, he didn't you know, sabotage God's will in his life. And I don't want to get too far on that because I got more of the message I want to bring to you today. Now, how many of you got your Bible and you're ready to get into the Word of God? I hope you got you a drink and maybe some popcorn if you need it or whatever you're eating on. That's kind of what's nice about being at home, I guess, temporarily. But I'd rather be at church and eat my popcorn later. But if you're sitting there, I hope you're paying attention and you're ready to hear the Word of God. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to... Uh, uh, I was thinking different places I thought I'd like to turn to. Uh, turn in your Bibles to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Uh, I want to start here, and then we're going to go to uh, the Old Testament. But I want to first start here so that you can see that the Old Testament speaks to me, speaks to you. We live in a day and age where people are trying to you know, uh, dissect the Bible kind of like they're trying to dissect our uh, Constitution and tear it apart in pieces, and you can have this part, but you can't have that part. This is for you, but this is not for you. Same thing they're doing with our Bible. This is our spiritual Constitution right here. Just like we have a natural Constitution, our Bill of Rights and the 27, I believe, I think there's 27 now, amendments. And uh, we have a right to gather together and celebrate our religion. And at a time like this, we need more prayer than we've ever had. We need more Christian fellowship than we've ever had. And, uh, and so right now, though, the, the tide's turning against us as a church because we're suffering in this situation as much, if not more, than others. And, uh, and we, what makes us a church is when we come together as a body. And so right now we're having to do it through, you know, simulcasting or through this uh, internet service here. But, uh, you know, the truth of it is, we are not together unless we're together. And the Bible said they, they kept together in the book of Acts. They celebrated the breaking of bread, and they stayed in the doctrine of the disciples. They stayed in the teaching of the Word of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, hopefully you're there, and I want you to drop down to verse uh, 6. And then we're going to jump to 11 also. I was going to go to 11, but 6 first, because it's repeated in here two times. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6, now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things. I could preach on that today, lusting after evil things, uh, but I won't. And as they also lusted, they lusted, desired these things. Neither be idolaters as were some of them. They were idolaters. God's judging the NBA. God's judging the NFL. God's judging Hollywood. God's judging Wall Street. Love of money. Come on. We are, we are idolaters in America. We don't think we worship idols. Oh, yes, we do. We idolize our basketball stars, our football stars, our hockey stars. God's judging baseball. Come on. God's judging movies, the entertainment world eating out so much. One of the 
two things the Lord listed that would be a sign of when he comes, that people would be nonchalant and distracted by eating and drinking. Making me thirsty. And I believe that's direct reference to alcohol. People can't just go eat a meal. They got to have some drinks with it. And then afterwards, drink some more. They're eating to uh, fill their hole, uh, not just their pie hole, their mouth, but they got an emptiness inside and they're trying to fill it with any dainty and delicacy and lusting after things that are not God's will and, and being enticed to watch movies and read books that are of the dark side. And, uh, you know, everything you see is darkness rising and dark night rising and Darth Vader and, and uh, the, you know, all these evil dark type movies and always glorifying evil and seducing you to, you know, uh, go where God don't want you to go and entertain thoughts God don't want you to entertain. And Christians, we got to keep ourselves. The Bible says these were examples, verse 6. What These things that happened to them are for us to look at. And we're going to look at it. Don't be idolaters, verse 7, as were some of them. As it's written, the people sat down to eat and what? Drink. And rose up to what? Play. Too much playing going on. Uh, sometimes you can study that out. It has to do with uh, committed sexual acts. Uh, playing around, uh, messing around, should be praying, should be reading your Bible, should be living sober. You get drunk and you get under the influence of the spirit of this age, you don't think right. You got your priorities out of order. Uh, you, you're worshiping images and idols and you're being enticed by the spirit of this age, the devil. And he's out to steal your soul. He wants my soul. He wants the whole world's soul. We're out to save souls. We're preaching the gospel. Repent and believe on the Lord Jesus. So many people say, oh, just believe, just believe. Jesus said, repent and believe. The apostles preached, repent and believe. Put away your idols. Hey, if you got them, get rid of them. If you got them in your heart, that's where they set up their idols, was in their heart. See, people say, oh, I don't have no idol. Come over to my house and look. You know, God's looking at your heart. What's in here, amen? Every man, every woman, every boy, every girl that wants to be a true child of God, search your heart. Be honest with God. Well, the reason I pray, I thought about an old song my grandpa used to sing back at the old House of Prayer Church in North Omaha. The reason I go to church, I don't want to be lost. The reason I go to church, I don't want to be lost. The reason I go to church, I don't want to be lost. I don't want to be lost when Jesus comes. The reason I read my Bible, come on. The reason I pray, come on. The reason I sing, the reason I'm preaching today when I'm preaching to you. I don't want to be lost when Jesus comes. You don't want to be lost when Jesus comes. He put this story in the Bible and said these things are examples for us. Don't be idolaters. Watch out for them. They're eating, drinking, rose up to play. Verse 8, don't let us commit fornication, sexual morality, as some of them committed and fell in one day. God tells there, you go read it in the Old Testament, 23,000 died. You go read that in Numbers 25. 
in the Old Testament, Numbers 14, all through there, you can read about, David tells about in Psalms, I believe it was 78, Psalms 107 or 108, right in there, I can't remember exactly, in Psalms, where David tells about several times how God sent a destroying angel. This is from God. God does this. Oh, I don't believe it. Well, you don't believe the Bible. Look at verse 9. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Remember when the Bible says God sent fiery serpents among the people to bite them? God sent them. Oh, that's Old Testament. He's telling me in the New Testament, don't forget it. He's saying, don't forget what I did over there. Why are people saying, don't look over there and don't worry about over there when God said, look over there to remember what I'm doing over here? Might be the devil telling you, don't look over there. He usually tells you to do what God said, don't do. And then he tells you, don't do what God said, do. He works both ways. Omission and remission. Don't do what God told you to do. You're in trouble. Do what God told you not to do. You're in trouble. I'll show you that in the Word of God. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and reading down to verse 11. Don't murmur as some of them also murmur. Some people say, I don't drink, Pastor. I'm not sleeping around. I'm not into, into these idols you're talking about. That's not me. Are you a murmurer? Are you a complainer? I know a lot of tongue-talk and spirit-filled, I love Jesus Christians. I've got a real problem with murmuring, complaining, don't like the way God's doing things, don't like the way things are going. Uh, you know, that's natural for us to complain and murmur. Just, it's just natural for that to come out of this flesh. This flesh is corrupt. That's why the Bible said, bringing every thought into captivity, every vain imagination that wants to exalt itself against the knowledge, Bring it back down. It wants to come up. Bring it back down. Negativity wants to come up. Unbelief, fear. Bring it back down. Lust, pride, anger. And it rises up. You know, when you get hot-headed, the heat, what? Rises up to the top. And then the old saying is what? I blowed my top. Yeah, started down here, right here. So the Word of God, oh, it's so wonderful. You say, oh, Pastor, you got a lot of rough edges. I can see it. Woo. You don't realize how good I'm doing. If I didn't have this, oh, buddy, the Lord is helping me. I believe he is helping you. You need more help? Get in the Word more. Amen. You know what I need? I need more of this. I need more of Jesus. Uh, I love that song. I was thinking about it yesterday. I was in the church just praying, and I thought the song come right to me. I need you more today. Than I did yesterday. Mountains are higher, rivers are wider. I need you more today than I did yesterday. Lord, please remind me, I need you more today. I need more of Jesus, I need more of His Word. And so I just bathe in myself in it. And I know this is what I need. This is what our church needs. This is what the world needs. And, uh, you know, if you listen to the news over and over and over and over again, it ain't nothing but negativity. It isn't nothing but gloom, doom, and despair. And, and what hope do they give you? You know, even though the world is falling apart and it's going to get worse before it gets better and Jesus comes, he says it's going to be really dark. I got the blessed hope. I'm going with Jesus when this is over. So no matter what happens in this world, no matter what, I know what's going to happen when it's all over. That's where my hope lies. It's in the Lord. If you're hopeless today, 
You need to get right with the Lord. You need to get your heart right with God. Look what he goes on to say here. Don't murmur as some of them murmured and were destroyed. God destroyed them of the destroyer. That's what it says in verse 10. They were destroyed by the destroyer because of their murmuring. God told Moses, hey Moses, I hear what they're saying in their tents. This is what come to me last night also in prayer before bed was God is watching what everybody's doing right now. You know, you may be away from the church, but you're not away from God. You know, the Lord knows what you're saying in your home. The Lord said, Moses, in their tents, God's got your house bugged. You think the CIA and Google's bugged you? Hey, God bugged you way before Google did. The devil just trying to act like God and trying to do what God does. Hey, before they ever came out with those listening devices in your phone, and in your dishwasher, and your icebox, and everything else, now they got smart diapers. I got the article, smart diapers. They're going to know if you've been changing your diaper on your baby or not. And uh, they got smart diapers. Can you believe that one? AI, artificial intelligence. Yeah, it's artificial, all right. The devil don't have nothing but what he stole. He stole everything he's got, like the Chinese. They steal all our technology. Uh, God already had the technology, the all seeing eye in the sky. He can see it all, and he hears it all. And I thought, Lord, during this dark time, what, what, should, I, what should I be doing uh, in the sense of I want God to hear me praising him. I want God to hear me declaring his word, and I repent, Lord, and I want to seek you. I want to live for you. And if you can use me in this last day, God, I want you to use me. Amen. What's God hearing you say? Let's watch what we say. Cost a lot of people their lives. God said they're complaining about me, Moses. They're complaining about you who I chose to lead them. And the Lord did not like it. And he says right here, don't forget what happened to them. Read on verse 11. Now all these things happen unto them for in samples, examples, and that they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. I want to throw in verse 12 with it. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Now, that's a serious warning from the word of God. Take heed, you that are standing, lest you fall. You know where you're going to fall? If you're not walking on the pathway of the Word of God. David said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When I walk in the dark, I trip a lot more. I need the light on. Hey, if you haven't got the light on, this is your flashlight when the world gets darker. You'll be able to see your way on the pathway that God's got for you. Come on, if you've got the Word of God. A lot of Christians I know, I worry about them because I don't see the Word of God abiding in them. And... Uh, you know, I'm doing everything I can to shine the light and tell people this is your light right here, the Word of God. At the entrance of thy word, it giveth light. I try to encourage people that this is what you need or you're going to be in the dark spiritually. You're going to misinterpret what's going on. You're going to miss what God is saying. And watch out for all these so-called prophets that are going to jump on the TV. I knew this. I said this was going to happen and uh, give you their little twist. I'll tell you what, I'm not giving you no twist. I'm giving you what the Word of God says. And I encourage you. You know, some of them, they say good things. I'm not saying all of them don't say anything good. I'm just saying watch out for them because, you know, 
sometimes they're drawing attention to themselves more than they are pushing people toward the Word of God. I could be gone to next week, God forbid, but I could be. The internet could go down. They could just pull the plug on it. Hey, we ain't having no services now at all. Uh, you got a Bible. Get in it. Read it. Let it get in your spirit. It's got power. Okay, now I want to make a point before we go to the part that I believe God gave me about this coronavirus, part three. This says here in the New Testament, New Testament, God said, what happened over there, we're going to go over there. What happened over there is for us over here, you and me, this is for us, for our admonition. That's what verse 11 said. These things were written for our admonition. These things were examples, what happened to them for us, how we should live for God. So don't write off what I'm going to read to you over in the Old Testament as, oh, that's not for me. I'm in the New Testament. I just read to you from the New Testament. 1 Corinthians is New Testament. And it says, don't forget, over there what happened in the Old Testament. Jesus said what? Don't forget Lot's wife. That's Old Testament, Jesus. That's not for me. Jesus head of the church, king of glory, the living word himself said, don't forget what happened to Lot's wife. I don't care what preacher comes along and tells you something different. You better listen to what Jesus said. You better obey Jesus. He's the one you'll answer to one day on the judgment. You ain't going to answer to some preacher that you liked or thought was speaking for God for you. You're going to answer to Jesus. And so if I'm a true preacher, I should preach God's word. And that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to get you to obey God's word because if I do that, man, I'm getting close to being right. Even if I'm not, I'm at least going in the right direction. It's the word of God. Okay, so what happened here tells us, what, what it's told us here in the new is don't forget what happened over there. So now I want you to turn over there and we're going to look at something. So go to 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 12, 1 Kings chapter 12. Are you still with me? Don't pass out on me now. You got to hang in here and get the word. Praise God. We didn't have music today. We didn't have worship today as far as a, con as a con congregation. Lord willing, next Sunday we will. And uh, I'm praying to God that that all happen. And we're going to try everything we can to make that happen. And you pray for us. God will help us get that done. And you better come. And if I go to jail, you go with me. And uh, we'll start a revival in the jail. They'll say, get them out of here. And, uh, or whatever, amen. Praise God. So 1 Kings chapter 12, drop down to verse 24. And uh, we're going to start there. And then we're going to, we already been there once, but we're going to start there. And then we're going to back up. And I'm going to explain it a little more to you in detail. And thank you for those thumbs up and then hearts, hearts that you're sending there. Feel the love. And I appreciate that. Hey, Wonder's on there. Hey, Wonder. Melissa just told me that Wonder's on there. Hey, Wonder, now nah, I put you out. Thus, say, thus saith the Lord, verse 24 of chapter 12 of 1 Kings, You shall not go up, nor fight against your brethren, the children of Israel. Return every man to his house, for this thing is from me. Man, the hearts are just flying off the screen. It's raven. Is that Raven? Mm -hmm. Raven, you behave. They hearkened therefore to the word of the Lord and returned to depart according to the word of the Lord. Let me read that one more time. 
Thus saith the Lord. Who? The Lord. You got your Bible there? I'm not making this up. Verse 24, 1 Kings chapter 12. Thus saith the Lord. Ye shall not go up nor fight against your brethren, the children of Israel. Return every man to his house. For this thing, we just read over there in 1 Corinthians, the very words that chapter 10 there, 6 and also 11. These things, this thing, the Lord said, this thing here, this specific thing. You want to know about this specific thing? Read this chapter in your own time. I'll try to allude to it, but if not, you go back and listen to part one, part two. This thing is from me. And I explain a little more about the civil war that took place where God split Judah and Israel, split Israel apart, and they started having civil war. And that's why they were going to go fight Israel. Who's they? Israel was going to fight Israel. Judah, the north, was going to fight the south. The south was going to fight the north. Just like America had a civil war. Uh, internal fighting was going on here. And there's a reason for it why it's going on. That's what we're going to look at today here in just a second. But I want you to catch this. God said, don't fight, go home. They were going to go attack their brethren up north. Uh, get the kingdom back for Solomon, who was king at this time. And they felt like Solomon had been done wrong. And we're going to go get that kingdom back for you, Solomon. God did it. And God told them, told them you go home. This is from me. I don't believe we should bind the devil today. I bind coronavirus. Bind on. There's a lot of preachers out there that think they can do that. Well, then they need to accept that their binder don't work. And uh, something's wrong with their binder. They bind hurricanes and tornadoes, and they run right over the top of their town. And, uh, you know, I believe God steers the tornado according to the Word of God. That's what it says. He creates hell, wind, storms, all that. My God creates that. And, you know, there's a lot of people trying to defend God, you know, because of all the natural disasters. Like, God don't have a right to do that. Hmm. Well, I believe he does. I believe he has a right to execute judgment. He has a right to chastise. He has a right to afflict us as he sees fit. And what's the problem we got in the world today? Young people may get mad and offended at me here. Uh, they don't like correction. And, uh, you know, young people, you can't buy it honestly. Uh, the parents and the adults don't like it either. Mankind as a whole don't like to be corrected, doesn't like to be disciplined, chastened. You know what? If you're going to be a child of God, you got to get where you're okay with being chastened because the Lord said, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten sore. That's what Jesus said in Revelation 3.19. If I love you, I'm going to chasten you. What's that mean? I'm going to discipline you. Come on, coronaviruses, get over here where you belong. Come on, come out of her, my people, Revelation 18, verse 4. Come out of her, my people. Be not partaker of her sins, lest you be partaker of her plagues. Have you ever watched that message yet? Go on our Facebook page and you'll see it on there. Uh, Babylon has fallen, NFL. Boo! I mean, what's the name, name of the coach for the uh, Patriots? I can't even, not the coach. Was it the coach? Belichick. What's the owner of the team? I can't remember his name. Kraft. That's him. Kraft. He gets caught after they won the Super Bowl two years ago, getting himself a massage, and he was looking a little more than he's back rubbed. And uh, these people are perverts. And the NFL is full of drunken perverts. God-hating, blaspheming. Every time they do the halftime show, they put somebody nasty on the stage and sing some kind of nasty song glorifying wickedness and fornication that God said brings judgment, brings judgment. 
couple years ago when they put Bruno Mars up there singing his hit song, Locked Out of Heaven. It's a nasty song that twists his heaven and being born again with sexual immorality. That's horrible. That's like, that's old Belteshazzar, not Belteshazzar, but uh, Nebuchadnezzar's son. Uh, yeah, Belteshazzar. Is that his name? I believe that was his name. He, uh, the son of uh, Nebuchadnezzar, he started drinking out of the Lord's vessels. Remember that? We talked about it the other night. Babylon's fallen. What are these singers doing? They're talking about heaven and sexual acts. They're mixing the holy with the unholy. They're perverting God's righteousness and holiness. Bring swift judgment. I remember watching Bruno Mars as he sung his song, Locked Out of Heaven, in front of the whole world there at the NFL halftime show. And I thought, NFL, I got a new acronym for that. Most people say it stands for National Football League. I said, NFL stands for Not For Long. I had no idea what I was prophesying in the sense of, look what happened with uh, Kaepernick and how he started that whole movement of, you know, when there was time to say the Pledge of Allegiance, he wouldn't put his hand on there and he'd take a knee. And the whole NFL started unraveling. Look at all the NFL players. There's one right now, uh, Kevin Winslow, I think the third or the second, whatever he is. He's on trial for raping five women. This guy made $40 million a year for 10 years, worth almost half a billion dollars, and he's picking up homeless women. He's 30-some years old. He's picking up 50-some-year-old homeless women and raping them. Worth half a billion dollars. Good-looking guy. NFL football superstar. Wants to rape homeless women. 50-some-year-old, you know, used up, has been. We got a problem, brothers and sisters. I think God's trying to show us something. I think God's trying to show us the golf world got exposed. Remember our boy Tiger Woods? One of the richest, most famous, all-time winning golfers? Had a horrible pornography problem. Lost his marriage. Going with prostitutes and getting massages. Hey, these people got all the money in the world and all the fame in the world, and they're still looking for something in a hole somewhere. You know why? Man always reverts to his lowest base nature when he goes away from God. If you're wallowing in wickedness, that's just a sign you ain't right with God. If you're wallowing in wickedness today, hey, I, you may not be at church, but I'm still here at the church and I'm still preaching. I hope you're amening me. Come on, hope you still love me. Give me some love, come on. I'm telling you the truth. God's exposing the corruption in the baseball world. Look how it came out about that famous baseball coach. What was his name? Uh, he was insider betting and doing all that kind of stuff he was doing. It, it was just horrible. Hey, Melissa, it just popped on my screen. iPad storage full. I don't know. Am I okay? Well, it's blocking. Hit ignore so I ain't blocking my screen. I apologize. Something just popped up on my screen that's blocking my uh, where I can't see it. Thank you. My my technical assistant, my wife, Melissa here, fix it for me. So praise God. But anyway, God's judging baseball. What was the name of that co that uh, famous coach that can't think of his name right now off the top of my head? But anyway, I think he coached for the Cincinnati Reds, and uh, but he got caught insider betting and all the other baseball players caught juicing. They call it the guy that won the home run hitting thing. It's all coming out the corruption that these guys are in. Our guy that was the 10-speed racer champion, Tour de France, uh, you know, he was the famous Lance. Lance. Uh, what's his first name? I can't remember all these sports guys. But anyway, 
uh, Lance, whatever, Armstrong, Lance Armstrong, one of the greatest 10-speed racers of all time, won that race more than anybody. Found out he was taking drug enhancements to win those races. They stripped him of all his titles. Hey, it's a sign. God's pulling back the curtain. God's pulling back the curtain. Stick with me now. This thing is from me. God's chastening. That's how I got off on that. God's trying to tell us, come out of her, my people. You're worshiping in her altars. You're idolizing her at her altar of, her, of the stars they put up that this is worth living for, dying for. Uh, have this at all costs. Go for it. Go for the gold. I am. I'm going for the gold that doesn't perish. I'm going for the words of my Lord and Savior. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Them the only words I want to hear from Jesus on that day. I don't want to hear, go away from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. There's a lot of people that don't know it today, but God's trying to wake them up. God's trying to wake the church up. Come on, church. I'm waiting for people to wake up spiritually. I'm not looking at China. I'm not looking at the president. I'm not looking at the economy and all those things. Yes, that, yes, I'm aware of them. But I'm looking right here, right here, my heart. I'm searching my heart. Hey, God, why is this happening? What's going on? Where do I stand? If this was the end, where would I, where would I be, Lord? How would I come out when this thing all comes down? Hey, this is the message today, part three. This thing is from me. I want to show you why God allowed this. I want to point this to you uh, and let you see this. Turn over one chapter, chapter 11. Are you still out there? This is a little bit longer message today. It's kind of like a, really a Bible study, but it's also a powerful preaching message. I feel like preaching here too. I want you to look at chapter 11, verse 1, and we're going to read down a few verses of why did God allow this civil war, the kingdom to be rent from Solomon, David's son, uh, God loved him. We're going to see that here in just a second if we get to it. But Solomon did something that put him in this position. Look at verse 1 of chapter 11. But King Solomon loved, I wish it said God, many strange women. Look what's been coming out in our news with Jeffrey Epstein. You know, the guy that hung himself? Yeah. You know, he had that sex island down there that the presidents and kings and princes and high-ups, wealthy-to-do, influential people, you know, the ones that are telling us, hide in your house and don't have church. They were going down to an island called Orgy Island. That's what it was called, Orgy Island, to have sex with little underage girls, getting their massages with minors and no prosecution. They're walking scot-free. Oh, but God's going to judge it, brothers and sisters. See, some of you are trying to figure out, why would God allow coronavirus? Why would God do this? America! Oh, oh, oh. Wake up, sleepyhead. God's got good reason for it. He said, don't commit fornication as they did. Don't murmur like they did. Don't be idolaters like they were. Watch out with the obsessive eating and drinking and playing, always playing games. Come on. God's speaking to us. I don't know if he's speaking to you, but he's sure speaking to me. God's judging the, the billionaire club and how that they're all involved in pedophilism and, uh, and just wickedness that is beyond the pale. And then our other guy out in Hollywood, uh, 
what was his name? He just went to jail, prison, I don't know how many years for all the women. He, at least he wasn't a molester that we know of, but he sure made women earn their parts in the movies. They had to, you know, make their way on the casting couch, as they call it. Uh, what was that guy's name? Harvey Weinstein. And my lovely assistant over here helped me out again. Harvey Weinstein. Another, you know, all these, these uh, pigs. That's what they are. Swinestein. And, and Jeffrey Swinestein. These are pigs. And, and yet the world glorifies. Ooh, I wish I could fly on the Lolita Express. I wish I could get invited to the Playboy Mansion and hang out with the Playboy Bunnies. Hey, God is judging this sexual wickedness in America. Same-sex marriage. Forcing little kids to be castrated. Come on. Letting drag queens read to our little kids in the libraries. What colors your underwear? Show me yours, I'll show you mine. We think God's going to sit by, do nothing. Come on, church. Be encouraged. Our God is in control. Our God is in charge. Look what it says, Solomon loved many strange women. You say, why did this happen? I'm going to show you why it happened. Together with the daughter of Pharaoh. You drop back a little bit, you find out that he made an affinity with Pharaoh, king of Egypt. What's affinity mean? He married his daughter. It was a political move. Man, now I'm tight with, with him because I'm married to his daughter. God said, don't marry their daughters. Don't, don't give your sons to their daughters. Don't give your daughters to their sons. Hey, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. There's a lot of Christians have forgot the words of the Lord. They're hooking up with just anything and anybody and wonder why the judgment of God is coming. Come on. God said in his word, be not deceived. God's not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. We can't keep just thumbing our noses at God and nothing happens. Either that or I'll have to say God's lied and his word's not true or he's dead. Maybe he never existed in the first place. Hey, watch and see. You're going to see God move. You're going to see God don't play. And he's loving and he cares, but he don't, he don't put up with our wickedness. Look what it says here in chapter 11. For your example, this is in the Bible. We just read in 1 Corinthians 10, 11, and also verse 6. This is an example for you, for me. Come on. It says he loved da daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and the Hittites. These were the nations that God told Moses and then through Joshua, drive them out of the land. Don't allow them around you. Don't join with them. Here's Solomon marrying them, bringing them to Jerusalem, the holy city of God. Look what it goes on to say. Of the nations, verse 2, concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, You shall not go into them, neither shall they come into you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clave unto them with, in love. You know the Bible says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. The reason I have to fight the world, even though it's very lovely. Oh, it's very lovely. It's got a lot of things about it that are desirable to the flesh. But I know it's death to me like kryptonite is to Superman. i got to be careful. You better be careful. I'm warning you that Solomon didn't listen to the warning of God. He said, I told Israel not to do this. And Solomon 
he must thought he was exempt from the commandment of the Lord. You'll find out he wasn't. And that's why God sent that civil war. And that ain't the only thing God sent. Let's read on. God said, don't do it because if you get with them, they'll turn your heart from me. Hey, what's going on in the church today? Because we're so in love, we're so in bed with the world. We're losing our love for God. We're losing our love for his word. We're losing our love for holiness and righteousness. I'm praying for revival, starting with me. I want to be revived. I want to love God. I want to love his word. See, I am not into just do's and don'ts, but I believe they are a reflection of my love walk with God. But, but you know, all that is beside the point. The number one point is, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Come on. And I can never be right with God unless my heart is right with God. And look what it goes on to say here. We're getting down to the heart of the message now. And he had 700 wives, princesses, 300 concubines. That's extra sex slaves on the side. You know, your 700 wives wasn't enough for you. Have 300 on the side, they ain't nothing but for massagers. <clears throat> and wives turned away his what? What's it say there in verse 3 of chapter 11 of 1 Kings? 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 3. They turned his heart away. Is that what it says? All these wives, concubines, turned away his heart. He once had a heart for God. If you go back and read 1 Kings 8 and uh, 9, I believe also, but I think it's 8, especially 8, it's like 50-some verses long. It talks about Solomon, how he built a house for God. And then he prayed this awesome prayer. And, and the power, the Bible said the fire of God fell down that day when he got done praying. And he prayed and said, oh God, be favorable to this place. Let your name be in this place. God, when we turn to you, even if we sin, but we turn back to you, we turn to this place to pray just to seek you, God. Oh God, hear us. God, answer us. He got all done. The Bible says, and God answered by fire and said, I've heard your prayer, Solomon. And if you'll walk in my ways and you'll keep my commandments and my statutes, I'll be what you just asked me to be for you. But if you go away from me, if you depart from me and go to other gods, then I will come against you. See, God has a reason for what he does. Nothing is without reason or cause. This Bible said, think it not strange, this fiery trial has come upon you. So some strange thing has happened. Coronavirus? What in the world? Where did this come from? This thing is from me, says the Lord. I believe God. I don't care if men made it in a lab somewhere. God let it, let it be done. God stirred it up. And I'll show you that here in a second. That God will use the wicked to do his will. To judge who? His own people that have departed from him. Look what it goes on to say here. They'll turn, they turned his heart away, just like God said would happen. Look at verse 4. I think this is very, very, very important. Verse 4, 1 Kings chapter 11. For it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. You know what I see going on? As I get older, I'm 52, I'm going to be 53 here in a few months. I see people getting older. Their hearts are turning from the Lord. Churches that one time were all about prayer, about, about the Word of God, all about loving the Lord. It's happening when they get older. You see, hey, at the end, you see that God had dealt with them, dealt with them, dealt with them, dealt with them, dealt with them. Church, the end of the age, it's not glorious according to what the Bible says. 
The Bible said the love of many, Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 12, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many is going to wax cold. I hate that verse in the sense of I don't want that to happen to anybody, and especially not to myself. And so I'm praying. I walk in the fear of God. I'm glad I know these verses because they challenge me. When the devil says, oh, it's all right, and everybody's doing it, you know, you, you know, why are you so worried about it? You know, just accept God's love for you, and you know, just, you're under God's grace. Don't forget these things he said he wrote about in the Old Testament, therefore your example for you, believer in the New Testament. Be careful you that say you stand, lest you, what? Fall. That's New Testament. We just read it, didn't we? Look what it says here. When he was old, he turned, they turned away his heart after other gods. And his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. I want you to drop down if you would. He builds temples for all his wives' gods so they could go worship their gods. Then he joined with them. Started worshiping their gods with them. Look what it says here. I'm dropping down for time's sake. Uh, look at verse uh, 7. Then did Solomon build a high place for Chemosh. That was the one where they sacrificed their children to their demon god. And the abomination of Moab, they sacrificed their children on hot, fiery, burning altars. Little kids would scream as they suffered in agony in the hill that is before Jerusalem. And for Moloch, the abomination of the children of Ammon. Look at verse 8. And likewise did he for all his strange wives, which burnt incense and sacrificed unto their gods. And the Lord was, look at verse 9. The Lord was what? Angry. With who? His wives? The devil idol worshipers? Solomon. Solomon, his servant. He was angry with Solomon. That's what it says. Why? Because his heart turned from the Lord God of Israel. Brothers and sisters, this is because our hearts have turned from the Lord. America, make America great again? Not till we turn to God, we'll never be great again. I don't care if we had all the money in the world. Unless we turn to God, we are done. And I don't know if we ever are going to, as a nation, turn back to God. I'm not waiting on the president. I'm not waiting on Congress. I'm not waiting on Hollywood. I'm not waiting on the NFL. I'm not waiting on nobody. If you hear his voice today, don't harden your heart. Turn. Turn to God. Uh, serve the Lord your God. Repent. Amen. They, he, they, he turned from the Lord his God, which it appeared to him twice. You ought to go back and study. Two different times God personally appeared after he made that special prayer. In chapter 8 there, 1 Kings. You're also going to read about it in 2 Chronicles chapter 7. That's where everybody quotes that famous verse. Verse 14, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, they leave that part out and just say, pray. Hey, if you don't turn from your wicked ways, God said your prayer is an abomination. Called it the same thing as he did homosexuality, witchcraft. God said it's abomination, makes me sick. God said, if you're praying and you're, you, you have blatant wickedness in your life, you're not repenting of it. What's repent mean? Turn away from it. See, if you don't turn away from it, it turns you away from God. Why am I calling you to turn away from your sin? Because I know your sin's taking you from God. What did the Bible say? My ear's not deaf, I can't hear you when you pray, God said. 
My arm is not too short, I can't reach you. But your sins have separated you from me. Hey, if you and God are distant, cold, indifferent, check your walk. What have you allowed in your life? Come on. These women that Solomon was married to, many strange women, they're a type of spirits of the age, seducing spirits that will seduce you to come and participate with them. Brothers and sisters, you and me are called to walk separate, holy lives for God. Why are you cussing? Why are you drinking, smoking, gambling, watching unclean movies, listening to music that glorifies evil and wickedness? I must preach the truth. I love you, but I must tell you the truth. Whether anyone listens to me or not, I've got to tell the truth. God has commanded me to warn people, why is this happening? That'd be the number one question, I believe, uh, especially among church people. Why? Why? Why would God allow this? Why is this happening? I hope I'm giving you some understanding. Solomon caused this to happen because of what he did. And you say, well, what about the innocent people? What about you and me if we're not doing these things? You know, Daniel was innocent when he went into Babylonian captivity. The guy that got thrown in the lion's den. Bible don't say he committed any sin. But we suffer as a nation. When our nation goes away from God, I live in America. Whether I fear God, serve him or not, the laws that they're passing affect me. They affect you. Uh, God then, what's God command us to do? Be faithful to me even in these hard times. Be true to God, even though you're, you, we, we, we are not free like we could be if righteousness was in authority. The Bible said when the righteous bear rule, the people rejoice. But when the wicked are in authority, the righteous hide themselves. Why? Because we know it's not safe for us. Unless you're some kind of pervert, then you get celebrated. But if you are a holy, righteous person, you're hated. Welcome to the end times. The Bible said in 2 Timothy, I believe, chapter 3, verse 1, if not 1 Timothy, in the last days, perilous times shall come. Word means difficult to deal with. Why? Because men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of pleasures, lovers of money, not lovers of God, lovers of pleasure, lovers of money, come on, lovers of themselves. Hard to live a righteous life in that kind of environment. The Bible said lots, they vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their riotous living and vexed him with their filthy conversation. I get grieved when I hear people using foul language and, and just dropping what they call F-bombs. There's a reason why it's called F-bomb because you feel like you're being blown up. Ugh. Don't cough on me. I don't want to hear the F-bomb. I don't want God to hear God's name in vain. But I do. I hear it a lot. And it's sad. And it shouldn't be. God will judge it. God will judge it. His word is true. Solomon, God didn't lie to you when he told you, if you turn from me, I'll, I'll turn from you. I'll bring judgment on you. I want to show this to you real quick. Look what it says here. Because of what Solomon did. 
He, he caused this up. God got angry with him. Look real quick, if you would, with me. Uh, go over to verse 23 of chapter 11. Look what it says here, what God did in verse 23 of chapter 11. And God stirred him up another adversary. Who stirred it up? God did. Back up. I meant to go to the first one first before the another one. Verse 14 of the chapter we's in, chapter 11, 1 Kings chapter 11. God was angry with Solomon, according to verse 9. The Lord was angry with Solomon. He turned away from God. He loved many strange women. He started worshiping their idols. He built them altars and, and, and houses of worship for their false gods. Before it was over, he was worshiping with them. Yep. Okay, I want to show you this here. Uh, look at verse 14. And the Lord stirred up what? An adversary. God stirred up an enemy. The word adversary means enemy. God stirred up an enemy against Solomon. Verse 14. Are you still out there? Hadad, the Edomite. He was the king's seed in Edom. Read about that in your own time, uh, who this guy was. And God stirred him up because he was angry with Solomon because Solomon's heart was not right with God. Then go over to verse 23 again. And God stirred him up another adversary, Rezin, the son of Eladah which fled from the Lord Hadazir, king of Zobah. These are other nations and little places around that David in his day conquered these places. Then Solomon, his son, took over as king after David. Then David turned away from God to worship idols. David's sin, we know the story about David and Bathsheba, but he never worshipped other gods. He never joined in in that. He didn't, he didn't help other nations worship their demon gods. David stayed true with God, even though he failed the Lord in his in personal moral area, but he repented of it. And God judged David too. Go read it. God judged David too. These things were examples for us. God stirred up an adversary. And here in verse 23, he stirred up another adversary. See, there are people that tuned me out, don't want to hear what I got to say. But I pray by the grace of God, I'll keep lifting my voice to warn people, to call people to repentance. I believe in this message I study this because I believe this is God's word. I'm not looking for the prosperity. I'm going to get rich. Send me $1,000 and expect a miracle harvest is coming your way. There's somebody listening to me right now. You're supposed to give $1,000. Are you that person listening? Get that checkbook out. Maybe you are supposed to send $1,000. That's not my message. Because see... Lovers of money, the Bible said they're going to be. They don't love God. If you love God, you'd love righteousness. Come on. You'd love holiness. When I'm not loving righteousness, I go to talk to my God. I don't, I, I'd like David. I make mistakes and I fall into sin. But man, I want back out of it as quick as possible. And I want to get right with the Lord. And I want to keep my love walk with Jesus. I'll tell you how I plan to make it. All the way to the end. I wasn't going to go there this quick, but don't lose your place in Kings. But in case you pass out before I get to it, Jude chapter 1. I want to show you this verse. Jude, John, Jude, Revelation. The last book in the Bible. Revelation. Go back one book. The book of Jude. Only one chapter in the book of Jude. Go to Revelation and turn back to Jude. You can get there quick that way. You got to get quicker. Come on. The time is ticking. All right. Look at verse... 21 of Jude 1, 21. Keep yourselves in the love of God. 
looking for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Everybody loves that part, mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Hey, don't forget the first part there. Keep yourselves in the love of God. That's a commandment to you and me. Just while we're there in Jude, I was going to show you this anyway to prove to you that God didn't change. Old Testament, New Testament, He didn't change on the issue of judging wickedness and sin. Look what it says right here in Jude chapter 1. Are you in Jude 1 yet? Look at this verse right here. Uh, look at verse 5. Verse 5. Verse 4 talks about they turn the grace of God into lasciviousness, a license for sin. Grace, 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 grace. God said they're going to do that. Look at verse 5. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward, what? Destroyed them that believed not. After Lot's wife got out of Sodom, she turned around and looked back. God turned her to a pillar of salt. The devil didn't do it. God did it. God says he got them out of the land of Egypt and afterwards destroyed them that believed not. And the angels, verse 6, Jude 1, verse 6, kept not their first estate, but left their habitation. He hath reserved an everlasting chains under darkness unto the great day of judgment, the judgment of the great day. There's a day coming God's going to judge everything. Every outer word that men speak, they'll give an answer for it in the day of judgment. God said that. Hey, I want to work on what I'm saying. I want to work on what I'm doing. I want to get ready. The bride made herself ready. Jesus is coming. Woo, praise God, praise God. And when he comes, he's coming to judge, the Bible said. Are you ready? Are you ready? Get ready. Get ready. Set your house in order. Who do you hate today? What are you doing that's this? Hey, if the Lord sees it, he knows where your heart is today. Come on. I don't know who's listening to me. Whoever's got ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit's saying. I'll tell you what, no hatred, no racism, no lust. Come on. No greed. Come on, brother, sister. No fornicator, no drunkard, no effeminate, homosexual. Come on. No sorcerer, drug addicts. I don't care if they're prescription. Or you buy them from somebody in a dark alley. You medicating yourself, doping yourself up. You need to ask God, come on, help you. I love you. I hope you still love me. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah, verse 7, I want you to see this, Jude 1, verse 7. And the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication, sexual morality, and going after strange flesh. That don't just mean homosexuals there. They wanted sex with the angels that came to Lot's house. God said, hey, mm-mm. Are set forth an example. Here's that word example again. Twice in 1 Corinthians 10, 6, 10, 11. Here again in Jude 1, 7. Strange flesh are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. That's in Jude. He said, I want to put you in remembrance, even though you already knew these things. You know about Egypt and Pharaoh and the 400 years of slaves and how God brought them out by Moses and parted the Red Sea. He, Jude's saying here, I know you know this, but you don't forget what happened to those people. Go back over to 1 Kings. God stirred up two adversaries that we've already read about here. Enemies of Israel. 
God stirred him up. He stirred up another one, though. When he got Jeroboam, uh, he was another, uh, one of David's, or Solomon's wives, or David's wives, I can't remember which one it was now. Uh, I'll show you right here. Uh, verse 26, it says it right there. I'm looking down here to make sure I'm reading it right. Verse 25, I apologize. 1 Kings eleven twenty-five, And he was an adversary to Israel all the days of Solomon, besides the mischief that Hadad did. And he abhorred Israel, and he reigned over Syria. And Jeroboam, here's another one, the son of Nebat, an Ephorite of Zerda, Solomon's servant, whose mother's name was Zurah, a widow woman. Even he lifted up his hand against the king. Here's our third adversary. Our first one was what? Verse 14 of chapter 11. Our second one, chapter 11 of 1 Kings, verse 23. We got a third one here, verse 26. And this one isn't just a thorn in his side. This one, God says, I'm going to rend the kingdom from Solomon. And I'm going to give it to you. He commanded that guy to walk in his ways, though. Or I'll take it back from you what I'll give to you. See, God don't play favorites. Solomon was God's... I'm going to show you. The Bible says God loves Solomon. Turn over real quick. I just want you to see it. 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 12. I just want you to see this. This is, this is worth your time. You learn your Bible if you'll pay attention here. You'll learn your Bible. 2 Samuel chapter 12. Look at verse 24. 2 Samuel 12, verse 24. And David comforted Bathsheba, his wife, and went in unto her and lay with her. And she bare a son, and he called his name Solomon. And the Lord loved him. God loved him. Oh, God won't judge me. He loves me. Oh, God won't send me to hell. He loves me. God loved Solomon. And then we also read there, chapter 12, again, of 1 Kings, or 9, at the end down there at the bottom. God was angry with Solomon. Why? Because he built all those temples, and he worshiped other gods, and his heart turned away from the Lord. God said, okay, love you or not. I told you what I'd do if you did this. And he took the kingdom from Solomon. I'm trying to show you why. I want you to know why. God wants his people to know why. I got an answer. If you want to know why, I got an answer. The word of God. God's word makes it very, very plain what God will do if we depart from him, if we go away from him, if we allow idols in our life, if we allow uncleanness in our life. I'm telling you the message of the hour, and it's been from the, from the beginning of the church in the book of Acts. Repent. Turn away from your idols and turn to God. Idols have always been around. There's always something that wants my attention. There's always something trying to pull me away from my love walk with my God. See, God wants to be loved. He loves us. He wants us to love Him. That's a relationship. I don't want dead, dry, empty religion. I want a loving relationship with my Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. I want to love Him. Jesus asked Peter three times, do you love me? Do you love me? Jesus said, if you love me, 
Keep my commandments. If you love me, my commandments, they're not grievous to you. Keep yourselves, Jude one twenty one, right in there, 22. Keep yourselves in the love of Christ. Woo! God stirred up these adversaries. Solomon lost the kingdom. Lost it because of what he did. I want you to see that today. God said to them, the first time we read there, 1 Kings 12, 24, this thing is from me. God is allowing this to happen to America. I believe America is like a picture or a type of Solomon. God heard our cry. God blessed America. Solomon, when he built that great temple for his God, Jehovah, he said, oh God, will you bless this place? Will you put your mark here? Will you put your name here? I'm going to show you one more verse. One more. Can you take one more? 1 Kings chapter 9. 1 Kings chapter 9. Look at verse 1. Verse 1. And it came to pass when Solomon had finished the building of what? The house of the Lord and the king's house. And Solomon's desire, all Solomon's desire, which he was pleased to do. The Lord appeared unto him a second time. God blessed him. And the Lord said unto him, I've heard thy prayer. Thy supplication thou hast made before me. I've hallowed this house. I've blessed it forever. My name shall be there forever, and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. Oh, I'm going to be in that place. I tell you what, worst day in the church's life is to come to church and God's not there. Ichabod wrote over the door, the glory has departed. There's a lot of people, the glory's departed out of their life. They're not in love with Jesus. They don't, they're not full of the Holy Spirit. Oh, they come to church, and if we sing the right song, we can work ourselves up into some, woo That's about all it is. As soon as the service is over, here comes who they really are, not some high they got on. Hey, are you really a Christian? Are you really born again? Are you really Spirit-filled? Are you still loving the Lord, or strange things got in your life? Everybody wants to jump on the sexual bandwagon. Hey, it ain't just the sexual stuff. It, anything that comes in that's not the Lord. God says, that's strange. What's that? That don't belong in my house. Guard your house. This is God's house right here. Are you keeping your house for God? Come on. You better. I better. We better. God said, oh, I'll be there. I'll perpetually be there. Look at verse 4, though. If thou walk before me as David thy father. This is a condition. In integrity of heart and uprightness to do according to all that I've commanded thee and will keep my statutes and my judgments. Then will I establish the throne of, the, of thy kingdom upon Israel forever as I promised to David thy father, saying there shall not fail thee a man upon the throne of Israel. Look at verse 6. But if you shall turn away at all, at all, from following me, ye or your children, O oh God, Help us. And will not keep my commandments. In other words, Solomon, after you die, your kids are going to take over after you. He wasn't meaning they're like, oh, pastor, your kids ain't serving the Lord. I don't know. Maybe they repented while they were watching this today. I don't know. Uh, he's talking about after you die, Solomon, your son gets a rule on the throne after you. If he turns away from me at all, it don't matter if you do it or your kids do it. I'll judge them. Not Solomon, you're in trouble because your kids turned away. He's talking about down the road. Just so you understand that. 
okay, or your children, and will not keep my commandments and my statutes which I've set before you, but go serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel out of the land which I give to them. Remember we read 1 Corinthians 10, these things that happened to them were examples for us. So you should care about what this says. And this house which I've hallowed for my name will I cast out of my sight. And Israel shall be a proverb and a byword among the people. Verse 8. And at this house which is high, everyone that passeth by it shall be astonished and shall hiss. And they shall say, Why hath the Lord done this unto this land? Please listen to this. I'm finishing. Please hear this. Why hath the Lord done this unto this land? Israel, Jerusalem, his holy house that he sanctified for his name. And to this house. That's what it says. Verse 8, 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 8. Verse 9, last verse. And they shall answer. Listen to the answer. Why? Here's the answer. Because they forsook the Lord their God, who brought forth their fathers out of the land of Egypt and have taken hold upon other gods. Marijuana, Xanax, cocaine, meth, heroin, Oxycontin, Vicodin, Percocet, cash, gold, silver, houses. God warned them, when you go in that land and I bless you and you have your gold and silver multiplied, God ain't against you being blessed. Your houses, you build goodly houses and dwell in them. You eat till you're so full. Oh, I can't eat no more. God said, now be careful lest you forget the Lord your God and not keeping his commandments. Hey, brothers and sisters, God ain't against prospering us, but our prosperity, if it gets in the way of us serving God, God's against that. It's a warning to us. God said, hey, they'll ask, why has this happened? Because they forsook the Lord their God who brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, have taken hold upon other gods, have worshipped them, served them. Therefore hath the Lord brought upon them all this evil. Coronavirus is just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Judgment's coming. And it's going to keep coming. God ain't playing. Read the book of Revelation. It gets worse and worse and worse as it goes. And what's sad, really sad, you'll read in there where it says, and still they would not repent. Well, that's them. Don't have to be you and me. Let's repent. Let's turn to God. What do you got in your heart today that you know is not pleasing to the Lord? First question I have to ask, do you even care? There's a lot of people I don't believe you'd be watching this if you did, so I don't mean this directly at anybody per se. But I must say this, because I don't know who's going to watch this. And, and, and I believe I'm saying it to myself, so if I can say it to me, I guess I can say it to you. Do you even care? There's a lot of people I talk to, and I don't even think they care if they're right with the Lord. I care today. I see those signals popping up on the screen. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. I care about my walk with God. I care about, is my Lord pleased today or is he angry with me? Oh, God would never be angry with you, brother. He loved Solomon and he was angry with him. And then he told me in the New Testament, if you do what they did, I'll be angry with you too, just like I was with them. Hey, God's no respecter of persons. You know, people don't often do this, I know. But this is a church service and this is the best we got today. So whether people do it or not, let's you and me do it. Let's bow our heads right now and pray. 
as I close this today. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. And I want to thank you for your word today, Lord. Lord, I thank you. Because if you didn't love me, you wouldn't even told me these words. You wouldn't even showed this to me, Lord. I'm so thankful that your word speaks, God. You haven't closed your book, Lord, to me. Lord, you haven't closed your voice to your church. You said, my sheep know my voice. I hear you, God. I hear you. I see your hand, God, in all this. You're justified, Lord. God, we need to depart from iniquity. You said in your word, let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Lord, you said flee the wrath to come. Your wrath is being stored up against all unrighteousness, all ungodliness. Lord, I've seen it in my own life. I see it in the church. And I don't care if the world repents. God, help us, the church, to do it. Jesus, help me. I want to walk with you. I want to keep loving you. I want to be filled with your spirit. Lord, I want to be under the influence of the anointing. I want to lead this church in this last and dark day, Lord. Dark night of the soul we're going through. And going to get darker according to what your word says. But the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more. As it gets darker, God help us to get brighter for you. I want to work for you, Jesus, while it's day. Because the night comes, you said, when no man is going to be able to work. Lord, while I still have the chance to speak up and let my voice be heard, I pray you'll give me messages. Help me, Lord, not just to preach it, Lord, but to live it. Help me to live what I preached today, God. Lord, remind me of these precious holy words that I've read out of your word today. Lord, bring us to you. Forgive us, Lord. Solomon, in that prayer with you, God, said if we even look back toward this temple, God, that you've hallowed for your name to repent. Oh, God, would you hear us no matter where we're at in the world. If we get drove out of this land, if we just would look back this way, that's what Daniel was doing in captivity. He'd open his windows three times a day to pray, looking toward Jerusalem, toward the east. Oh, I guess that'd be to the west where he was at. Oh, God, we look to you today. I look to you today, Lord. I want to repent. I want to live for you. I want to do your will, God. I pray for the church today, Lord. Oh, God, you see what's been going on, Lord. You see it. You hear everything, God, we're saying. Help us, Lord. Forgive us, I pray. And renew a right spirit in us, Lord. Touch those that are sick today, God. Those that are afflicted and, Lord, going through horrible trials and just emotional stress and pressures. I pray for them, God. Uncertainty, Lord. Job situations. Family problems. Physical, spiritual. Lord, you got the answer for everything we need today. We thank you, Lord. Help us do the right thing with our church, God. Lord, give us wisdom which way you want us to go. I pray this all in the name of Jesus and for the glory of God. Amen. I love you, church. Be blessed. Let me know if you like this message. Put a shout out. Put a thumbs up if you like it. Amen. Pass it on. Share it with other people. I hope to see you soon. Love you. God bless you.